0: Just uh, go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell us about your uh, dog life journey. Uh, well, I'm uh, Lamont Shockley. Um, I'm from Chicago.
1: Um, I actually live in Phoenix, Illinois now. It's a suburb in Chicago. But um, I've been into dogs my whole entire life. I think just like any other uh, dog man, uh, woman that's into dogs. Uh, I pretty much just like born into dogs, like uh when I, I got baby pictures with me and my dad, he got pit bulls, and uh, he had rock rollers After that, and and then he started getting American bulldogs, and we went to got some borables, and and after that, that's when we start getting into crossing dogs. So we went from borables into crossing, and um, like I said, I grew up into it. So I was going to all the shows with him. uh all the little dog events every weekend, like a uh, bike work shows and stuff like that so it was like pretty much basically half my life and um i knew like at a young age i was like well, i'm gonna i'm gonna get like four dogs and i'm gonna do such and such and i was just um pretty much waiting for my opportunity to come so when i turned 16 i had um ended up buying a dog for my uncle i didn't have to buy a dog of course it was my uncle but i guess he was like teach me a life lesson at the same time like i guess nothing free so he could charge me for the dog, whatever. It wasn't that much, of course, but he still make pay for it. So, Mm -hmm. I got him. And, um, I knew everything behind the dog or whatever. I mean, him and my daddy was breeding dogs together anyway. We we pretty much had, uh, siblings of each other, dogs or whatever, stuff like that. My daddy just wasn't doing a whole lot of breeding at the time, but my uncle was. So, I was around him a whole lot more. Just, you know what I'm saying, helping him with puppies and stuff like that. And, um, I had a band of dog from him and it was a Neo Neo Barble Pit. And um I seen the dogs, you know what I'm saying, before the end that he had to need be bred that Neo to a couple of dogs beforehand. And um the Barble bred her to straight pits and stuff like that, game dogs and stuff like that. And uh the dogs was pretty decent. Um they just ain't really had a size that I like. They look, they was more like bigger pits to me. Mm-hmm. And they act like bigger pits. They still was super drive. He still had um, the gameness to them. Um, but like I say, just just a little bit bigger than the, than the average football. And that, it just wasn't big enough for me because I just wanted a more uh, man stopper type mm-hmm. of dog. Mm-hmm. So I needed something with some more size. So I was like, man, um, we are like, we should breed uh one of the horrible pit females we had, like, we should bring this to the Big Neo, um, that was around at the time, and we're like, yeah, you know what, that's a good idea, Woo-woo. so I'm like, ah, yeah, so we, uh, end up hitting the lady up, and, um, uh, she agreed to it, we did the breeding, and we ended up getting the male that I ended up buying, and then he ended up keeping the male off that too, so of course, he was going back and forth about who, who dog was better, and such and such, and, um, that dog, uh, was actually named Colossus, and that's the reason my line is called Colossal Master, because my uh, line is based off of him. Uh, man, he was like one of the best dogs I've ever had, best guard dog, pre- protection dog. Uh, he had nice size on him. Um he was like a, he's like a giant pit bull, uh, more like neo bone to him, still had good movement, movement to him. Uh, man, he was just a real nice dog. And I was like, man, I want to keep this line going. You know what I'm saying? I want to lose it. Because at that time, we were using dogs that was from the 90s. That was pretty much, to me, like the golden era of dogs. Because it was a lot of uh, uh, good dogs back then. It wasn't all pro stuff and stuff like you see nowadays. Like I kind of like the Corso Whiz with all the boxes and stuff going into mm-hmm. it. And all the stuff. It wasn't like that in the 90s. It was like pretty much dogs was real pure. It was real good Neos. Uh, pretty much good at every breed it was. I mean, it, it was a couple of falls to some dogs, of course, but for the most part, there was a lot of good dog breeds out there. I think a lot of people who into dogs that have been around dogs that long, they agree, too. They know, like, oh, yeah, that was a, a time that it was a, it was a, a decent amount of a good dogs. So that's where my line comes from. Um, i used a couple of... Uh, say, newer dogs, I guess. Uh, not really the older Bloodline. But those I things. that's probably, like, one dog I think I use. But, um, a lot of stuff is, like, the old 90s Bloodline, stuff like that. But anyway, um, so I had Colossus. And, uh, I, I just wanted to keep it going from that. So, I was like, um, what well, it'll be a good thing to breed them, too. I, like, should I take them back to a Neo? Or, uh, a corso, Um... You know what I'm saying? Just I was just playing around, just thinking in my head, what mm-hmm. should I do? So I was like, um, you know what? I'm going to take them to a bull master. Because they had the, the body style that I liked. It was a real solid dog. um, Still a, a good guardian dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and not really it, 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 one of the most athletic massive dogs. Mm-hmm. But I knew that if I crossed into what I already had, I'd bring athleticism atlet- into the puppies you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so and then on top of that when you're breeding like this you got to be a, a you got to have an app for it. you got to be a good breeder you can't just put dogs together because at the end of the day you're trying to accomplish something everything gotta complement each other everything gotta be consistent everything gotta look alike act alike. it ain't about color color come later on in life you know what i'm saying it ain't about that it's about what the dog could do first how the dog act what you do around your family um and stuff like that so that's the kind of dogs that i was looking for and i I, luckily all those years that i was doing because i've been on for like 14 years now going on 15 years now so all them years i just literally been picking out consistent type of dogs i just always knew what to look for and I, i think just like i say just doing so much research on the breeds and knowing what every dog breed that i put into this all the history about them, where they came from, how long they've been around, what they actually do, uh, what they're supposed to look like, uh, what flaws come with the dogs, uh, what pros they get. Uh, you need to know all that if you're going to cross and try to make something. Because at the end of the day, every dog breed is made up from other dog breeds. It's, it's not like a rock, rock, or a giant shit was just put here and it just came out of nowhere. And it's just that every dog breed out here was made from other dog breed so i'm not really doing nothing new you know what i'm saying yeah. um it's just that a lot of people just don't really know how to put the right dogs to de- together to get something consistent and luckily i just like i say i did the research and i took the time and don't get me wrong i had a few flaws everything went perfect you know what i'm saying but i knew how to eliminate the dogs that i didn't eat and put the dogs that didn't have to, didn't have health issues uh didn't really fit my standard for what i was trying to do just eliminate them it it ain't nothing wrong with that you know what i'm saying i ain't saying kill a dog whatever like that i'm talking about just sell them get rid of them place them Mm -hmm. you can sell them for pet poly you ain't Mm -hmm. you ain't gotta use them in your breeding program so that's pretty much what i was doing so uh i bred to that bull master if i got a, a puppy out of that um i got a male and then um I ended up getting a Corso female, um, bloodline, but she was a real nice female, blue, um, tall, athletic, real high-prey drive female. I liked her a whole lot. And I bred her into that neo-burble, uh, pit male that I had. And I took a female from that. And, um, I took both, uh, puppies from each little, bred that together. And then I, that was pretty much the start mm-hmm. of my whole Colossal Master line. Um, Actually, I think that was one of the best lids i ever had. Um, it was actually I have Of course, it was a half-brother, half-sister breeding. Mm-hmm. But it made some of the best dogs ever. But, you know, in breeding, you got a live breed and breed to make make it what it is anyway. So everything kind of worked out the way it did. So I, I got those two dogs, bred those dogs together, got litter mates. Um, I kept some. Um, I played some with people that I knew. Um... And just kind of kept it going from there, doing little readings and stuff like that. So everything pretty much came consistent. Um, it came, it, it got my Colossus look that I wanted in the beginning, but it made it, um, even bigger and even more athletic. Um, and, and really, and I think their prey drive went up a whole lot more too. Um, he was already a, a high half driven dog, but I think what I'm getting at, they like smarter. Um, just really, really nice dogs and really coming out consistent. And like I said, I don't really care about color, but the color coming out consistent too. Like I get black brand new a lot, um, brown, blue. Um, Maybe fine every now and then, but those colors are the colors that I normally get on a regular. Um, I think my males, they average from about 27 to 30 inches, um, 140 to like 160, 160 pounds. Um, females, they're about 25 to 27 inches. Um, they like 130 to 140 pounds. Um, it's not like a huge difference in them, but of course it's a male and female, the males always should be bigger. So, Mm -hmm. um, anyway, they're real nice dogs. I got a couple of dogs that's on farms right now. Um, I got one that's in Crown Point, Indiana, working a farm. He's doing real, real good out there. He actually the first dog that actually sent. On the farm, and I ain't really no height. I knew he was a real high prey driven dog. I guess the people who get dogs like that, they kind of know what to look for. I'm from the city. So, you know, we don't really have a farm life out here. We got a couple of, you know, like coyotes and stuff like that, deers and stuff like that. But we don't have, like, hogs and a whole lot of wilderness and stuff like that.
0: Yeah.
1: But I get a lot of people who live on, you know what I'm saying, uh, properties like that. So when they do come see my dogs, I guess they know they come, They pretty much go after the dogs with the real high prey drive. Mm-hmm. Which I figure they need because they need a dog that's going to chase stuff off. You know what I'm saying? That's pretty much outside majority of the time. You know what I'm saying? So it all worked out. Um, I got a dog that's uh, actually a CNI dog for an older couple uh, that I sold a dog to a couple years ago. That was another first thing. I ain't never had a dog that I was using. He doing real good, which was really shocking to me. I mean, I, I know for a fact like these dogs can do pretty much anything I think that you uh, train these dogs to do, but that was just something new. Uh, when they when they bought the dog from me, they told me that um that's what they was buying the dog for, whatever, like that. Not only to be a protection dog, but for seeing that dog, for the guy's wife. And I was like, yeah, just let me know how it come out. That's definitely new. I definitely want to know. So they um sent me pictures and stuff like that, keep me up to date. And I was like, man, that's amazing that she got a big massive type dog that she walk around with, not dragging around and acting crazy and seeing all different of these animals and people and not acting up and stuff like that. Wow, that's, that's good. So, uh, that's a new thing. Uh, I'm definitely happy about. And, um, like I say, I'm just trying to continue what I'm doing and make, make this stuff better and better. Um, at the end of the day, as a breeder, you should improve it's not about keeping your dogs the same or downgrading you should want to do better and i think that's what i'm uh, starting to do um get better and better as time go past so um right now um i got two males i just had a litter a week ago i'm gonna keep a female from that and i had two litters um Man, I had three litters back-to-back, so I had two litters like a few months ago. So I'm, I got a female from the first litter that I'm keeping. She's real nice, real athletic, nice prey drive. Uh, man, I think she's going to be one of the nicest females I've had. So I got big plans for her. Um, I got the other female that i say I'm going to keep. I think she's going to be a real uh, prey-driven dog, too. Her mama got real, real high prey drive. And her daddy got real half praise draft too, but not as high as the mama. So I'm hoping that it kind of even out because I don't want a dog that's like uh, hyperactive, that's jumping all over you and stuff like that. I hate dogs like that. Yeah. I think that's why I'm some masters because I have pit bulls and American Bulldogs and stuff like that. And they just like too active for me. I like them, don't get me wrong. And I maybe because I was younger and I was a little bit more active, I was running around and riding bikes and, and now that I'm old, I'm kind of just go to work, come home, mess with the dog, chill out and go go to work the next day. So I don't really yeah. need all that.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, so that's I think i that's why I'm into a more massive type of dog. But don't get me don't get it wrong. Like they are some of the most most athletic masters that you ever seen. They not like uh these A K C dogs, like these English Masters and NEOs and stuff like that that look good, that's just there for sure. Mm -hmm. And can't move, ain't going to protect, ain't going to do none of that. No, they do everything. They move, they protect. Um, I'm going to do a whole lot of training with them over the next summer. I meant to do it this summer, but I had a whole lot of other stuff that was going on. So I said this summer, when I get my, uh, two females, when they come up, I'm going to put a whole lot into them and I'm going to promote them two dogs a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But pretty much just promote them and promote my whole line okay. because. I think everybody in the world should have one of my dogs. <laughs> right. I think they, I really think that they, they're that good because I think if if you really and I think and I think I can't say everybody in the world. I think it's if you really like into a, a big dog mm-hmm. that actually act like a big dog. I know some people like couch potatoes and that's cool, but sometimes you want a dog that's gonna get outside and jog with you. You might be a person that walk, not even if you jog, you might walk around the block or walk around the track or whatever you do, walk around the field or have you do it. You want a dog, that's going to go with you. And that's going to actually last the whole walk. And I, and I walk for five, six minutes, and he land out on the grass, passed out because he wants some water. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the kind of stuff that you see out here now. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm staying away from. My dogs are nothing like your average masses that you're going to run into. And I got a lot of people that got dogs for me that I think that'll vouch for. It. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um they uh, like I say, and I'm not just saying it's because I'm the breeder and I'm just I and I won't like I say, everybody a good one. I'm really telling the truth. Because at the end of the day I know what I'm talking about when it deal with the dogs. I've been doing I've been dealing with dogs and researching dogs my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. So and and it's not just masses. I, I know about every breed. Toy breeds, bully breeds, uh herding breeds, everything. I want to know everything because I didn't want to be in a situation where somebody was talking about some breed and I'm just clueless about what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think that's another that's another issue with a lot of people out here they can almost get sold anything because they don't know too much. They just know about certain stuff. A lot of people don't even do the research. They just like certain breeds because their friend got one. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They think it look cool. And it's like, oh, yeah, he got a big dog, so I think I'm going to get one. And it, it don't work that way. You need to do your research on dog because at the end of the day, you don't know if you're going to be able to handle a dog. A big dog with an attitude... In real life, what people don't realize is a lawsuit waiting to happen. Yeah. Because if a dog that kind of like a dog that size in real life, not only can he take down a man, he could really if you if he that vicious, he could kill one. And you went big time trouble after that. Yeah. So if you got a dog like that, you definitely need control, and you definitely need to do your research to know what you're dealing with. Um, it's all kind of soft big uh, breeds that you could get. Um, that's not as aggressive and stuff like that. But I think with my dogs, I think you get the perfect blend of the two. You get a real family-oriented dog that's good with the people in your house, good with the kids, but at the same time, do not mess with strangers. And even like, I mean, if you got family members that come over, they come over consistently and stuff like that, they cool. But if you got family members from out of town and, and, you know, that don't really come over too much, don't even know they're not going to act the fool and come straight off and try to bite them. But they're going to be real weary of them. Like, they might stick by you the whole time or stick between you. Like, you might be in a room and the dog just laying in the middle of the room. Or he might sit by the the guest that's coming in. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to try to attack them or nothing like that. He'll smell them and let them rub them and all that. But he's just kind of waiting to see, just getting the vibe from you. They're like, are they okay or what? Because if not, I'm right here. I could do something to them. You know what I'm saying? So... I had dogs like that all time. That even with my own friends, that they let let them in the house, but we're not letting them outside the door. And so I let them outside the door, right. and they wouldn't try to bite them or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? They they ain't trying to kill them, but at the same time, they just let them know, like, hold on, you ain't getting up out of here. Almost like we got to do a, a pet down before you get up out of here. Yeah. I don't know what you got. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he said you was friend, but I'm his real friend. So let's see. Let me, if he lets you out, then it's all good. And I was like, all right. what well, that's cool. And and that's something that. I never, I'm not even training them for. They just naturally know that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what I'm doing a real good job at, 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 at. Not only keeping dogs that's big and athletic, but keeping a smart dog that actually know when to react. Because you get so many people who are like, oh, I want to work in this and I want working that. And get that. And don't even know how to handle it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's it's crazy. You get, like on Facebook, you get a gang of people and all these pages. Like, I want a working dog. First, yeah. Of course, you want a dog that's going to protect don't get me wrong. Yeah, but a real working dog, I don't think people know the difference between like a guardian dog that's just gonna guard you and a real protection working dog. A real protection working dog, a lot of people can't handle. A guard dog, it's cool. He gonna guard. He gonna bark. He 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 gonna alert you. But a real working protection dog, it's ready to bite. He ready to go with something. And if you can't handle that, you don't need one of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. That's something that a lot of people gotta get gotta get gotta get through their head. And I'm always happy when when the people that I'm giving a dog to happy because at the end of the day it ain't about the money. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. it's about people having a good dog at the end of the day, and especially for what I'm trying to do right. at this point. I'm trying to get people involved and and actually into what I into my breed. You know what I'm saying? And and actually so they could see the difference between getting a colossal master and Going to get a a corso, uh or a, a press or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's it's uh, it's risky. I know I'm, I'm putting my dogs up against dogs that I love known out here. But at the same time, I kind of think my dogs can compete with them at the end of the day because thing, like I said, I got years in where I'm been creating the same type of dog over and over and over, and it's consistent and. Hey, I don't even see, a, at this point, I don't even see a lot of consistent corse and stuff like that. So I, I definitely think we could probably compete.
0: So talk about each breed that's been used and what qualities and what was your thoughts on each of the breeds that you did use and why you used them? Okay.
1: Um, well, the NEO, uh, we, we want the Guardian instinct, um, because they actually, are. Uh, real uh good guard dogs um and i want to keep the bone i like the bone on the neo too not i ain't want to as heavy bone dog as the neo mm-hmm. but i did want a bigger bone dog so i want to keep that um i want the Borbo because with the Borbo in real life to me the Borbo is one of the best masks that you could get because they so athletic Mm-hmm. And they actually smart and they and they actually are real good family dogs. Now to me the board was a hit or miss on working on a working dog wise. Because you could get a, a dog that's extremely hot or you could get a dog that's extremely soft. So it's kinda hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Especially with, I don't know. At least that's how it was when in the nineties. That's when we had board was like around ninety eight, early two thousand, stuff like that. And back then they was real nice dogs, real athletic uh and all that but it was kind of a hit and miss so i wanted the borrow for the athleticism and the family orientation that they get that they so good with kids and stuff like that and um still keep my dogs with with the size you know what i'm saying um i still want to use dogs with size because i want to keep size going too um the corso i use corso um because that's another athletic dog But she was a really, 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 really nice porso. And I, I like I like I had to use and I'm not even a Porso fan. But she was one of the nicest female porso that I ever seen. And I was like, I had to use and, and the way that she act, a prey drive and have legs, she was. I was like, Yeah, I gotta use her. So that's why she was used. And um she had height. That's another reason too. She was height. She had too tall. And I want to get tall dogs. I ain't want to, I didn't want short, stocky big dogs, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wanted a more tall, stretched out, athletic dog. So, uh, all those dogs that I used, all, all of them had pretty much that in common. Um, the Bull Massive, I wanted that for the mass. Uh, more of the structure, uh, like a solid type of dog. Um, still got that guardian instinct, just like like the chest, and like I say, that they solid and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, and add more bulldog, yeah. Into what I'm doing too, you know what I'm saying. Even mm-hmm. though it's not like direct, because of course the master have been around for the longest, but it's still in its ancestry. You know, it got the old English bulldog in there. Yeah. so it kind of go hand to hand with me bringing my pit bull and stuff like that into it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I we used the red boy, cause we use straight red boy uh, pit in the uh, game dogs, not. The pit bulls that you see, like the hawk and stuff like that, not them kind of pit bulls, right. real <laughs> game dogs. So uh, we use that for the tenacity, uh, the athleticism, uh, the aggressiveness. I'm talking about animal-wise, not people-wise, because right. game dogs. I think that's one of the bad names that they give people think that they bite people. But don't get me wrong, you got lines of pit bulls that do, and that's what any breed, but for the most part, pit bulls are real uh, people friendly. They real animal aggressive, but mm-hmm. people-wise they're real family. That's why when people had with uh, game dog stuff like that, they always had like a bigger dog, American bulldog, a band dog or something, protecting the game dogs back there. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. they didn't want people going back there stealing their dogs, because that was going on too. I mean, if you know about pit bulls, you, I'm pretty sure you know yeah. game dogs were getting stolen back then. So you needed a dog back there to protect them. So, uh, that's why I want to be used to pit though. I wanted the athleticism, the tenacity, um, and another thing, the health, that's, that's, I think that's another thing that people, uh, don't realize. The pit bulls are some healthy dogs. Mm-hmm. That's one dog that you, in history, that you really see that don't really run into so many health problems. And I, and I wanted to put that into my master brief. Everything was used for pretty much athleticism and, and guardian instinct um and size you know what i'm saying i want a bigger dog i know a lot of people ask against the bigger dogs they think oh yeah big dogs can't move but at the same time i think it depends on what big dog that you use um it ain't really about the breed name like a lot of people hit neos and stuff like that all oh, that big sloppy net dog and stuff like that like i never every neo is not big and sloppy you know what I'm saying? No. So if you using an athletic style Neo, he gon he gonna make athletic style dog. Don't get me wrong, he can make a big sloppy dog, but that's on you as the breeder and having an eye and choosing the right kind of dog that you want to, to actually go with the idea that you had in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? If if you go if you're doing stuff like that, you got a picture of what you're trying to do before you even put these dogs together. And that's what I had. I had a picture of what I was trying to do. Way before I can put the dogs together. So, when I was putting dogs together and I had litters, and you know, when you cross every little ain't, every dog ain't coming out the same, ain't looking the same way. You know what I'm saying? You might, especially like when you might have a Neo and a Pick or, or whatever, you're gonna probably get half the litter like a pit or you might get half the litter like a Neo, you might, and you might get some something like both. But at the same time, you gotta have that eye to know what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You might, if you want a more pit bull looking dog, you're gonna pick that pit bull looking dog. If you want a dog that look more like a Neo, you're gonna pick that dog a little more like a Neo. If you want the simulators of the both, you're gonna pick both. So it really just depends on what that breeder is looking for. And that's what I think I did a real good job of picking out of every litter that I ever had, picking the same type of dog. Every litter, the same type of dog, or the same types of dogs, I'm keeping two. Who
0: are some of your uh, current, like, mentors in the game? Who do you look up to and who have you uh, – past or present?
1: Um, I got a lot of guys like me in Chicago. Um, Like, it was a guy, Richie K. He was the one of the first guys I knew that was, like, crossing dogs like that. That's how I really got into it because uh, we was – going with his house or whatever like that and he was one of the first people I seen that had these big gigantic masters crossed with masters and bulldogs and all kind of stuff and I was like man this is something crazy and I kind of got to it from there um her uh, my daddy of course mm-hmm. uh Tim Odom I don't know if you ever heard of Tim he be on Facebook too he from Indiana uh Tim uh who else I talk to Mike Sotilli a lot. Mike Sotilli Jr., I talk mm-hmm. to him a lot. I talk to him pretty much every day. Um, who else? Who else out here? I know I'm probably missing a lot of people, but those are people I could think of off the top of my head that I mm-hmm. kind of mess with on the record. So.
0: What would you say, like, your your near future goals are and, and what what is pretty much the end game? What are you hoping for, you know, 10 years down the line?
1: I really want them to be in, in dog shows, and I really want a lot of people around the world to have one. Um, because I really think that they're that good. I want a lot of clubs. I want to do some clubs and stuff, actually. I want to get a lot of that stuff together this summer, well, this upcoming summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a couple clubs together. Well, the people who got the dogs coming together on like a Saturday and stuff like that. Do some training and, you know, barbecue and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um like I say, man, if I could get these dogs some shows and really get them in the right hands and some real good breeders, um, I think the
0: sky's the limit from that, right. pretty much. Yeah, no doubt. <clears throat> what are uh what are some dog breeds that you uh you like but you never owned and, and, and are, are interested in?
1: Um, let me see. I like the the bully cooter or the bully cutter yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, I like that dog um i like how it look uh i like the aggressiveness aggressiveness of it um uh, but at the same time i don't really know a whole lot about the dog mm-hmm. and from what i'm hearing they don't really act like your normal dog or whatever so that's kind of something i would be wary about especially when you got kids that me by myself i mean that don't really worry me but the fact that when you got kids and your girl and stuff like that you can't have a dog like that around, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, kids like that, that's dangerous. So, but that's something I'll be into. Um, I actually like St. Bernard. I've been seeing a lot of St. Bernard's lately. Um, Cause I work out in Indiana. And a lot of people in Indiana got St. Bernard's. So I'm, I'm kind of liking those. And I see them like in dog shows and stuff like that. But like being actually like up and close and personal, I'm like, dad, these dogs huge. And uh, so that's one. That's another. Uh, I like the Tulsa. I ain't never had one of those. Uh, I like the Fila. Uh, I like the. It's another dog from Pakistan. It's kind of like the the Bull Terrier. I think it's kind of like the Bull Terrier of Pakistan or something. Is that like the, the Bull,
0: Gold Terrier?
1: The Gold Yeah, that one. I, yeah. I love that dog. I like German Shepherds, but I personally want to get one because I'm just not into like. Uh, furry dogs not actually furry but hairy dogs like that Mm -hmm. so uh, that's really the only thing other than that I I like them I like Madeline I like the the, I like the prey drive but they just got a little bit too much prey drive for me
0: yeah
1: that's the only thing I I like the fact that they actually i willing to the go though but I just they just too hyper for me and I ain't I ain't